I'm Kathy Spence, and this is the Align and Hustle Midlife Moment, where we focus on making this crazy, beautiful thing called midlife your new life. Midlife to me is when you can finally step into your power and be your true, authentic self. Join me here every second Thursday for these short mini episodes with tips and tricks to take charge of this transition and most importantly, to live full out and have fun. This is your time, beauty. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Well, hey there, beauty. Welcome to another episode of the Align and Hustle podcast. It's been a while. Did you miss me? I know I missed you. So technically, this episode is dropping on a Thursday, and that is because the content for today's episode is more for the midlife moment, but it won't be a moment. It won't be a short episode. It's a little bit longer. And before you drop off and think that this episode is not for you, I just recently watched a Steve Carell movie that says that the midlife demographic for political demographics is 29 to 54. So if you don't think this um, content relates to you, think again and um, just stick around for a while. So where have I been? Well, I took a bit of a break from the show intentionally in September. I plan to take a few weeks off to prep for my 50th birthday bash in Vegas and to make space for another big transition that was happening in my life. Now, I'm going to talk to you about this. Um, Just to let you know, I'm just going to talk from my heart, and hopefully what I share with you in this episode has some value, because the reason I did take off some time was to give myself space and work through this, and I didn't want to come at you in the messy middle. I wanted to share with you after I had gone through everything, and um, share what I had learned. So um, so let me take you back because I didn't anticipate to be off this long, but I didn't realize how long I would need. Most of September was focused on two things, turning 50 and my baby girl moving out of our family home into residence at university. So both of these are huge transitions and I wanted to be fully present for myself Uh, for my family, and mostly for my daughter. Being type A, that meant that I gave myself two weeks, two weeks to deal with this transition and, um, and everything that came along with it. I paused the podcast and I made sure that I wasn't working on the weekend so that I could be fully present for my baby girl. The move-in day, I'm not going to lie, was really, really emotional. <laughs> um, she had so many things. Like, she's such a pack rat, actually. I don't know. She's my girl in so many ways, and in other ways, I can't believe that that she's mine because we are so different. I'm really neat and tidy and need clean. The <laughs> I need the counters clean, and I can't have clutter. And she's so, you know, she likes... I like modern. She likes Victorian. She's kind of grungy. She likes to vin- shop at vintage stores. I like brand new designer. So <laughs> we're we're different in those ways. But anyway, she had so many things that it wouldn't fit into my truck. So our family motto is where one goes, we all go. And so we all, all four of us needed to move her in. And because there wasn't enough room in my truck for the four of us and all of her things, we ended up taking two cars. 
And Bella and I drove in together and we laughed and we cried and we reminisced. And it was a really special mother-daughter moment. And just to share, I've had so many of those special mother-daughter moments. Um, My daughter was a competitive dancer and we used to travel so much together. And I would wake her up to train Or actually, she would wake me up to train (laughs) at 5 a.m. so that we could be with her coach at 7 a.m. in the mornings before she went to school. And then I would take her back to school and then I would drop her off, sorry, pick her back up after school, just before school ended. And then she was at the studio again at night. Like we spent a lot of time in the car. But I digress. (laughs) We ended up getting her settled and it was very emotional and we had our tearful goodbye and I drove and I cried all the way home, which is a really, which is a very normal reaction um, for you, for all the mothers that are out there that are close to their daughters when your baby bird is leaving the nest. And for the next few weeks, I did what any type A mom would do. I kept myself busy and out of the house so I wouldn't be distracted by how it felt without her here. Work was crazy busy, which was great, and I had a party to prep for, so I kept my mind on other things. I would occasionally text her to make sure she was okay, enough that I didn't seem overprotective, but um, enough that kept my nerves at bay. And when I was in the city, which was often, but Not every time I was in the city, we had some lunch dates to keep each other posted on what was happening with her and school and with me and work. And I came to realize that, you know, this is a new phase in our relationship. And kind of cool, right? It reminded me of a Nancy Myers movie where we are eating in these like hip places in the city and um, we've reached this different level of understanding And um, it's still a little bit emotional when I would drop her back at school, but I was keeping it together. And now it's the end of the month and I'm celebrating my transition into the next decade of my life. And sorry (laughs) for those of you who have uh, DM'd or texted to ask me or to say that you can't wait to hear about my trip. I'm not sharing my birthday trip on the podcast. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. <laughs> but what I will say is that for someone who really doesn't like attention, it was it was nice to have people I love most fly in to celebrate with me in my favorite place. And I am so grateful for my husband, my circle of friends, and the win Las Vegas for the most unforgettable, incredible five days of my life. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So as I was leaving the win, the doorman and I were chit-chatting. He was helping me with my bags, open the door to the car for me, and um, and sent me off with a wink and back to reality, Miss Spence, and shut the door. That door shutting was as if something like I was hit with a ton of bricks with that sound of the door closing. Reality, he said. Reality. And all I kept thinking was, reality, what what does that look like? I've spent this whole month focused on turning 50, planning my party, keeping busy. I really didn't think about what my reality 
has become. On the plane, I started to think about my life and how it has evolved. And what followed is what I think some may call a midlife crisis, because I am in midlife, yes, and midlife is defined by a time when people reassess their life. It could be financial issues, career shifts, financial shifts, or physical shifts. And like I said, that could be at any time between 30 and 56, or so I've read. And I also read that a midlife crisis is when people focus on how little time they have left to live the life they've always imagined. Now, this isn't quite what was happening to me. What was happening to me was more of what Brene Brown calls a midlife unraveling. (laughs) Um, Like, I felt this on all levels, physically, personally, professionally, and psychologically. Unfortunately, the reality is that most transitions begin with an end. Any type of change comes with an end to something, whether it's a career shift, a job loss, a relationship breakup, a marriage or divorce, a death or empty nest. You, or even like what was happening with my daughter. She was ending her childhood, beginning adulthood by moving out. When you leave university, you're ending your student life, you're beginning your career life. We are moving from the end of something to the beginning of something new. And honestly, I was not ready to let go of the last chapter of my life. I loved being a mom. I'm still a mom, but I loved that time from when they're born to 18, like this phase when they're living at home. I loved being, I loved driving them to school. I loved picking them up. I loved taking them to dance competitions and hockey tournaments. I loved finding outfits so that we could coordinate the best family photo shoot for our Christmas card. I loved making them lunch. I loved leaving them notes. I loved every moment of it. I loved that they needed me for pep talks. I loved picking them up and driving around at golden hour with the sunroof open and the wind in our hair when they needed to escape from mean friends or teenage life for an afternoon. I loved it all. And I purposely kept my business as a boutique studio uh, for their early elementary years so that I could be there whenever my children needed me. It gave me purpose. It gave me joy. It was the one thing in my life that I was really, really, really good at. It defined me. It was my purpose. And now that phase was over. Now my baby girl was gone. No more whirlwind of activity when she entered the room. No more sense of baking coming from the kitchen because she's this phenomenal chef. Uh, no more sewing machines going off in the middle of the night from her room. Like there's no more clicking of her ankles coming down the stairs for breakfast. Now, don't get me wrong. She's my girl. She's strong, ambitious, creative, and fiercely independent. And which she gets from me. So it was, this is such a hard transition for me because I can't be upset. I'm so proud of the person she is becoming. I'm so happy for her 
spreading her wings, building and creating a life of her own. I'm genuinely excited for all that she has to experience and all the opportunity ahead, and I'm celebrating her every move. But at the same time, I was mourning the end of the role that I had played for so long. So what do I do? I start reflecting on all the other changes that I have transitioned through in my life to kind of give me perspective, talk myself through this, right? So I started reflecting on how my business has evolved and how I have evolved through my business. I started as a photographer for maternity and baby because I wanted to celebrate that special time in a woman's life. Then to branding because I wanted female entrepreneurs to be seen in their businesses. Then evolved to showcasing all women on a mission, which included branding services and media services, which then eventually evolved to this podcast. And I loved every minute of it. And I loved who I had become as a result of all these changes and evolution, because not all of it was easy. It didn't just go from one to another. There was an end, there was a messy middle, and there was a new beginning. Each stage served its purpose, and I learned and grew through every one. And when it was time to grow and evolve, that's what I did. I remember reading this about relationships too, where every person comes into your life to serve a purpose. It may be for a minute, it may be for a month, it may be for a year, it may be for a lifetime. And I don't know, I don't know if I'm talking in circles, but um, it's funny. My daughter went to visit my mother to say goodbye to her before she moved away to a different city. And um, she came home and she was laughing. She's like, oh, mom, you're so funny. And I said, what's so funny? And she's like, well, look what I found. And she had been going through my childhood bedroom for like records for residence room decor or whatever and she found a list 25 things <laughs> she found a list that I had written before I left my childhood home to attend university and it was 25 things to do before 25 and my daughter was laughing because she's like mom you're the you're so funny you haven't changed because she knew about the 50 for 50 and yes I have changed but I have always been this ambitious goal-driven person who makes lists. (laughs) At that moment, I realized the meaning of divine timing and that my life happened the way it was supposed to happen. I looked at that list of my 25-year-old self and all the things that I wanted to achieve, and I realized I wasn't meant to do those things at that time. I wasn't the person I needed to be to achieve some of the things on that list. I was meant to have life experience, to have a corporate job, to get married, to be a mother, to have children, to have children that teach me compassion and love and joy and all the things that make me the person that I am today. And I realized that my children were meant to give me the gift of motherhood. And now is the time to let go. And like I said, every transition begins with an end. It was time to make room for new. So I dusted off that 25-year-old list and made space for all the things I placed on hold that I wasn't the person I needed to be to reach those dreams. Many of those things are still on my 50 list because you never forget your dreams. 
And as mentioned, this season is to help you move into action. So I'm going to share what I did to structure this new path. First, I got rid of the lists. Tony Robbins once said that we can vastly overestimate what we can achieve in a year and underestimate or grossly or vastly underestimate what we can achieve in 10 years. I got rid of my lists because I was beating myself up that I didn't get to all the 50 things on my 50 list, if I'm going to be honest with you. I started with how I wanted to feel for this next decade. Not the next year, the next decade. Because some of those dreams on that 25 list were pretty big, and I'm ready for them now. (laughs) So, But it's going to take time. My business evolved over 10 years. Some of these things I might not be able to do in a year. I'm going to need time. So what I've done is I took out a sheet of paper and I wrote out how I wanted to feel for this next next decade. And I want to feel golden. <laughs> I know it might sound weird, but the golden hour, I'm a photographer. The golden hour is my favorite time to take photos. The golden hour was my favorite time to drive with the top down in my little Fiat convertible. The golden hour is my favorite color. And I just want my life to feel like I do when I'm in the golden hour. It was partially inspired by Gwyneth Paltrow's photo shoot that she did for her 50th birthday, where she painted, well, her team or her crew painted her all in gold for her 50th birthday, which is also the golden year. Um, just a little side note, if you guys don't know, I am obsessed with Gwyneth Paltrow, everything that she does. I am so inspired and in awe of her. She has been such an inspiration to me. Uh, We're the same age. Our kids are the same age. We lost our dads at the same time, around the same time. And I have been a huge fan of the Goop platform. And I am just in awe of her brand and the platform that she's built. And she's been just a daily motivator for me. So that's another reason for the gold too. But anyway, I digress. So first I started with how I want to feel for this decade. And then I pulled out a blank sheet of paper. And on the left of the column, I wrote down all the areas of my life, love, career, finances, spirituality, etc., etc. And then on the right-hand side of each of those categories, I wrote down one thing that I want to add and one thing that I want to let go of. And yes, you heard that correct. Let go. <laughs> I carry way too much shit. And I'm sure if you are a female, you carry too much shit too. And I have such a problem with letting go and surrender. I started this really deep, deep dive into um, personal growth and spiritual development about six months ago this year has been that has been the focus for me and I talk about it in episode 66 if you haven't heard that episode about my retreat to the desert and I am doing the work like the deep work to let some of this shit that I have been carrying go and I'm going to get a little bit woo on you here but I don't think it's a coincidence that I had this midlife unraveling at the same time as the total lunar eclipse season, which is when you are supposed to let go of everything that isn't serving you. So so anyway, I added a let go column because 
part of this new self-discovery is about feeling. And again, I don't want to feel like this. I don't want to feel heavy. I don't want to carry this stuff anymore. So letting go is really important. And it's time. It's time to surrender and, and give myself that chance to really see who I have the potential to become. Let me give you an example. Let's say if you put physical health on the left, one thing you might want to add is adding 15 minutes of movement every day, no matter what. And one thing you might want to let go is measuring my weight on the scale or dairy or alcohol or whatever. If you have career on the left, then maybe one thing you want to add this year, this decade is a team or a podcast crew or an assistant or an office space. And something you might want to let go of is working on weekends or working into the night. That's me. Um, but that gives you an idea of how this is structured. I'll share this template for you on my insiders list, uh, which is my news, my biweekly newsletter. If you'd like to sign up for that, I will share a link in the show notes or go to www.kathyspence.com to sign up. So to wrap all of that up, I am back and I am so excited. I'm through the messy middle and I'm on to new beginnings and back to business. And back to business with this podcast means sharing incredible guests with you. And this month's lineup is amazing. I can't wait for you to listen. These are women who have turned their passion into purpose, who have built incredible brands by being themselves. They are inspirational interviews to show you what is possible when you show up for your life and for yourself, when you embrace who you are, how far you've come, and you make space for your next life purpose and give it all you've got to become the next best version of you. Thank you for being here. It's great to be back and I will see you next Tuesday. Take care.